I want to read to you uh, from the passage of Romans chapter 7 today. If you have your Bible, turn with me to Romans chapter 7. Some of y'all remembered. We're going to give y'all another chance so we can go out strong this year. Turn with me to Romans chapter 7. Some of you are like, why do you do that? Well, we're excited about the word of God. That's why we do that. And we stand in honor of God's word. We can stand for a lot of things, but we will stand for God's truth. That's what we're going to do today. And I want to read this passage from, from Paul, who is writing. And I have a message that I felt like the Lord gave me a few weeks ago for just today. And um, I'm excited to preach it. I don't know if you can feel it yet. I'm holding it back. But we'll get there. Romans chapter 7. We're going to begin in verse 15. We're going to read 10 verses today. Paul said, I do not understand what I do. For what I want to do, I do not do. But what I hate, I do. And if I do what I do not want to do, I agree that the law is good. As it is, it is no longer I myself who do it, but it is sin living in me. For I know that good itself does not dwell in me, that is, in my sinful nature. For I have the desire to do what is good, but I cannot carry it out. For I do not do the good I want to do, but the evil I do want to do. This I keep on. I do not want to do. This is what I keep on doing. You got to track with Paul for a minute. Now, if I do what I do not want to do, it is no longer I who do it, but it is sin living in me that does it. So I find this law at work. Although I want to do good, evil is right there with me. For in my inner being, I delight in God's law, but I see another law at work in me, waging war against the law of my mind and making me a prisoner of the law of sin at work within me. What a wretched man I am. Who will rescue me from this body that is subject to death? Thanks be to God who delivers me through Jesus Christ, our Lord. I want to preach to you today from the title, Caught in Between. Yeah, that's how I felt when God told me that. Caught in Between. Father, we thank you for today. We thank you for your word. We thank you that it is sharper than any two-edged sword. God, we pray today as we step into the final hours of this year. I pray, Lord, that you would speak to us in a very clear way. That you would, you would saturate our hearts. You would saturate our souls with your presence. God, we don't want to be anywhere else but within your presence. We want to step into this next year full of confidence and full of strength and who you've called us to be. And Lord, as we lean into your word, as we lean into what this passage is saying, as we talk about this, this title being caught in between, I pray today, Lord, that you would reveal yourself in a certain way, that you would speak to us in the hidden places of our life that maybe we've held off from you, we've tried not to show you, even though you already know they're there. I pray, Lord, that you would speak to us in those dark places, that you would set us free today, that you would transform us today, that you would change us from the inside out, that we would not leave here the same way that we walked in, but we would walk out of here full of faith, full of strength and full of joy and full of confidence in your word. We put our faith in you. 
this morning. We dwell within your presence. We say that you are worthy and you are holy and you are righteous and you are good. And we will worship you to this final hour that we celebrate today and all the way through. In Jesus' name we pray. Everyone said amen. 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 Give someone a hug before you take a seat. Before you take a seat, give someone a hug. Y'all already know I'm going to tell you to do that at some point. Have you ever found yourself struggling to achieve something that you've been trying to achieve? Somebody's like, yeah, this year. Maybe for you, it was you made a New Year's resolution this year to get healthy and to get into the gym. And maybe you're struggling to achieve that. You did it for about seven and a half days and you realized it's a lot harder than it sounds. Maybe it was getting healthy mentally. Maybe you were trying to achieve becoming more spiritually healthy, reading more of God's word, but you had a hard time achieving it. Maybe, maybe you were trying to achieve being more of a positive person because maybe the outlook that you have on life seems to be the half glass empty rather than the, half, half, the glass half full. Maybe, maybe this year you were trying to achieve being more considerate of others before yourself. Because we live in a narcissistic society that's all about me. And you're wanting to fight the grain of culture. To think about others like God's word says. Maybe it was to make this year better than last year. But yet you found yourself having a hard time achieving. Some of you said that this last year. But for some reason you have found yourself in the very same place again. Still battling the same thing. Still struggling with the same thing. Still not where you really want to be. You see, we all have something in our life that we want to change, but can't seem to change. We've all got something. We've all got a thing that that really gives us the ick sometimes when we think about it. That, that gives us a frustration. It's a pet peeve of ours that we do ourselves that we we really would like to change, but we're having a hard time making that change. Maybe you promised yourself this year or last New Year's Eve that, that you would be, you would, you would conquer that one thing this year. That no matter what happened, no matter hell or high water, you're not going to be in the same position that you were last year, but yet still today you're finding yourself in the same position, in the same struggle, in the same battle. And you're caught in between that thing. You're caught in between two years. Right now, we are, we are this week from Christmas to New Year's. This is the week of called the caught in between, in my opinion. And what happened this past year versus what God wants to do next year, often we are caught in the in between. In between two years, in between two positions, in between two mindsets. You see, as we observe this passage in this text that Paul is trying to tell us, Paul is caught in between two things. He's, he does what he doesn't want to do and yet doesn't do what he really would like to do. Why? Because there is a sin nature that is in all of us. The Bible says that for all have fallen short of the glory of God. We've all missed the mark, in other words. We are all sinners. We were born into this world. You don't have to go to disobedient school when you're a child. 
Why? Because there is a sin nature that lives on the inside of you. And then there is another nature that God has given you as a reborn Christian that is a redeemed nature. And this is what Paul is talking about, waging war between these two natures. And he is caught in between. This is the struggle. This is the battle of being caught in between. And I have found that we are often caught in between comfort and conviction. You see, conviction is not a word we like. We don't like that word conviction. Why? Because we would prefer things that are comfortable. We, oh yeah, we coming for your life today. <laughs> we, we like to often refuse the word conviction because of the feelings that are attached to it. Conviction doesn't feel good. But conviction is anything but comfortable. Conviction is very uncomfortable. And we're living in a day, and I would say not just living in a day, I think we are, we've lived in this world where people want comfortability. We want comfort more than we want anything, but the reality is that comfort is what brings casualness. And as a follower of Christ, we cannot live casually. But when you strive for comfort as a Christian, you get casual Christians. We, we want the God of all creation to form the way of life into our comfortability and into our casualness. We, we, we want God to form scriptures to the lifestyle that we want that makes us comfortable. And we will do that ourselves. We, we want it with something that comes with ease, that has no strain, that has no tension, a lifestyle that's casual, a lifestyle with no conviction, a lifestyle that doesn't force me to change, but allows me to be what and who I feel that I am. But there is a difference between comfortability and conviction. And there's also a difference between casualness and conversion. You see, now conversion is another word that is not often used. We don't often hear that word much anymore, that word conversion. But the difference between the comfortable and the casual is conviction and conversion. And there are many of you who are caught in between. Caught in between these two worlds. Conviction and conversion, let me tell you, doesn't look pretty. It's not pretty. It doesn't look like you coming down to the altar, smiling, taking a picture, looking all cute in that dress and that fit. It doesn't look pretty. It doesn't look glamorous. It doesn't look post-worthy according to the world standards. No, conviction and conversion looks like tears and snot running down your face, makeup all jacked up, and you put down the camera and you lay before the holiness of God and you realize crying out to him with conviction and stepping into conversion. True conviction comes when God shows you who you really are and you see it and he exposes you with his light and you begin to see the real you. The you who is a wretched person, wretched and probably ratchet too. The you who because of your sin nature has missed the mark and now you see yourself in his light and you become convicted to conversion. But we cannot stay caught in between comfort and conviction. 
Because comfort doesn't save anybody, conviction does. You see, comfort is the path to casual Christianity. Where we'll do as we please, we'll do as we feel, we'll, we'll come to church when we feel like we should, we'll read our Bible when we feel like we should, we'll take the scripture and alter it to only take one section of it, and we'll live our life on that and not even understanding the full context. We will walk into God's presence with a casualness like we, like we ought to be here. No, we get to be here. We get to experience his presence. There was a time when only the high priest was able to walk into the throne room before the presence of God where there was a veil that if you were to walk in and you were impure, you would be struck dead. We could not experience the, 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 the glory of the Lord like the way we do today. Now, because of Jesus, because of the exchange, because of a conviction and a conversion, the veil was torn and we can now walk into God's presence boldly. But a lot of times we like to walk into it with casualness. See, conviction is the driving force to conversion. You got to understand that a life on mission, a life that's full of purpose, a life, a life that is walking in the light of who God's called you to be is not, has nothing to do with comfortability. It has nothing to do with just casualness. I was trying to make up a word. I, was, I talk text in my phone often. I, I do it with our team and I do it with my sermons. I talk them out because I, I'm an out loud, out loud thinker. How many of you are out loud thinkers in the room today? Like, I, I talk out loud. Like, I, I talk my thoughts, and I'll sometimes get people in a room, I kind of talk it out, talking my thoughts through, and I'm, I'm, I'm figuring it out as I talk it out. And I talked out a word called casuality. It's not even a real word, but it's a real word today. I'm going to add it into our definition. I kept trying to write it and kept saying casualty. And maybe that's because casuality brings casualties. There's a statement I learned to live my life with something that I believe can change your life. And that is this, do what you want most, not what you want right now. Because often what you want most is not what you want right now. What you want right now may be a donut. But what you really want is some abs and no love handles. That's what you want most. Somebody like, yes, that was my New Year's resolution. And it's again this year too. Because somehow I grew, but I didn't grow in the way that I wanted to grow. What you want right now may be that bottle of alcohol to drown out the pain. But what you really want most is to overcome it through the victory in Jesus. What, what you really want right now, maybe as a single person, is sex. Sex before marriage, pleasure. But what you really want most is to be able to show your future spouse that they were worth the wait. Paul said, I, why do I do? He says, I do not understand why I do what I do. For what I want to do, I do not do. But what I hate is what I do. This is where all of us are at today somewhere in our life. 
There's something that we want to do, but we can't seem to do it. And the things that we hate to do, we are finding ourselves doing it. And some of us are caught in between. We're caught in between addiction and freedom. We're caught in between failure and success. We're caught in between sorrow and joy, brokenness and wholeness, uncertainty and peace. We are caught in between. We are caught in between the unhealthy you and the healthy you. We are caught in between the, the I wish I would have and the glad I'm did, I did. We are caught in between the one who, who, never, who, never, who always wastes money, who never has money, and the one is, who is the budgeting you. We're caught in between. We're caught in between trusting yourself versus trusting the God Almighty. And as Paul continues to write several chapters later, we get to Romans chapter 12 where we, he shows us how not to stay caught in between. Romans 12 two. We even put it on some apparel just this few weeks ago. It says this, do not conform to the pattern of this world, but be transformed. Somebody say transformed. He said, be transformed by the renewing. Somebody say renewing of your mind. You see, be transformed. That is that word also meaning conversion. Doing away with the old ways. Doing away with, with the old ways of thinking and the old ways of doing and the things that I thought was right. And, and it's, it's a day by day process of conversion. Walking it out every single day. He says, be transformed by the renewing. Now, the renewing in the mind comes from the place of conviction. It comes from a place of conviction from where? From God's word. That as you read it or you hear it like this, God convicts you and you are convicted to change and therefore being renewed. That you are to be transformed by the renewing of your mind. This is something you ought to do every single day. You have to be convicted to do it. And Paul says that if you will do this, it says then, everybody say then. Then you will be able to test and approve what God's will is, his perfect and his good and his pleasing will. You got to understand that God's plan for your life is always better than your plan. But we like to take control of that. We like to take back the keys from God and we like to rule our own life. We like to come up with our own terms. We want to come up with our own rules and regulations. We want to build our own Bible. To live our life by. Why? Because it brings us comfort. It brings us comfort to know that, that we are in control. But if we're in control, God is not. So you can't stay caught in between your plan and his plan. You can't stay caught. You can't stay stuck there. And I don't want to be a person that is caught in between this year and next year. We can't stay caught in between those two things. We don't stay caught in between the you right now and the you that God is calling you to be. We can't stay caught in between. We've got to remember that casualness happens because of comfort, but conversion happens because of conviction. Conviction is something that we ought to live our life by every single day. 
being convicted by the Holy Spirit, being convicted by the Word of God, being convicted every time we step into the presence of God, not to make you feel down and dirty, but to realize that we are not someone who can do it within our own strength. And when we are convicted to live a life for God, there is the conversion and transformation that we can go from sorrow to joy. We can go from death to life. We can go from chaos to peace. But you only get there through conviction. You are to live your life from a place of conviction because when you do, God will do something in and through you that you can't even imagine. And you'll no longer stay caught in between. You'll step into the God, or you step into the person that that God has designed you to be when you don't stay caught in between. Can I tell you today that 2024 doesn't have to look like 23? It doesn't have to look like this year. Like your health can get better. It can get better. Your spiritual walk with Christ can get better. Your mental stability, guess what? It can get better. Your life can be organized. Your business can be successful. Your marriage can see joy again. Your kids can love God like the way you taught them again. Your habits can change. That addiction can be broken. And what will lead you to that conversion is conviction. Conviction. We have to do away with the comfort. We have to do away with this casual Christianity. We can't afford to live a life of comfort and casualness. We can't be caught in between these two worlds. We have to learn to step into the world of conviction and conversion. We've got to stop making excuses. You've made a lot of excuses this year. I tell our kids all the time, excuses are dumb. Turn to your neighbor and just look at him in the eye real quick. You've been wanting to do this already all day. I saved you a good one. A real good one. Tell them, your excuses are dumb. Mm. Some of y'all gave an excuse to your spouse yesterday. Now turn to your second best choice and look them in the eye and get to know their eye color. You've been, you, you wanted to tell them first, but you were trying to be a little gracious. And look them in the eye for a minute, get to know their eye color. And say, your excuses are dumb. So stop making them. Don't stay caught in between. Step into the next chapter. Tell your neighbor, this year will be different. It's going to be different. Watch out. Because the me that God has for me is coming through. I'm stepping in. I'm moving into my next chapter. This last year is not going to look like this year. I'm moving into the new me. I'm moving into the new person that God has called me to be. I'm not going to stay here. I'm going to step in. I'm not going to stay caught in between. I'm going to step in. Come on, somebody just take a step with me. Say, we're going to step in. We'll take another one. Take a step in. We're going to keep stepping. Why? Because God has something in store for you that you can't even imagine, you can't even contain, no matter what you may think.
stepping in. Somebody shout, I'm stepping in. This can be a different year. This can be a new you. I know you said it last year, but if you walk with conviction, it will be. Don't walk in comfort. Because comfort brings casualness. And we don't want casual Christians. We can't afford to have casual Christians that just walk in nonchalantly, not worried about it. Just walk in our world. We just go to our job. We say a few cuss words here and there. Oh. And we, we lie a little bit. When our boss is like, hey, do you have that? It's like, oh yeah, I'm working on it, but you just sent the text. Woo. When you work from home and, and, and your job's asking you where you're at and you're taking a nap. I'm not looking up, I'm, not look, I'm looking down. You don't have to live that life. No, live with conviction. Live with conviction. Live with conviction. Because conviction is the driving force to change. It's the driving force to conversion, to stepping into the new you. Into the you that God has already destined you to be. In your mother's womb, God has a plan for your life. And if you will step in a life full of conviction, it's easier to step into who God's called you to be when you live with conviction. I want us to stand up all across this room today because I believe there are some of you here that you are caught in the in-between. You're caught in between the struggle of where you are, whatever situation that may look like, into the victory that God has already won. And you're caught in between. You're caught in between sorrow and what happened and how this year didn't plan out like you thought it was, like you thought it would. You're caught there in between the victory that God says you've already have in Christ Jesus. And you're in this tension. Why do I do what I don't want to do? But I don't do what I really want to do. That turning point only comes through conviction. I want to pray for those of you today with every eye closed for a moment. If you say, Pastor, that's me. I'm caught in between. I promised myself a year ago that I wouldn't live this way. I wouldn't do that thing. I, I, I would do this different, that I would spend more time with you. And yet I'm finding myself still caught in between. I'm in the same struggle. I'm in the same rut. I'm in the same battle. I'm in the same fight. It's not who I want to be. I'm doing what I want right now. And that is comfort. I'm not doing what I want most. I'm caught in between. And I want to live for God in, 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 a, in a pure way doesn't mean you have to be perfect, friend. I'm not telling you that you need to be perfect. Conviction doesn't always have perfection. But it doesn't look pretty either. If you say, that's me, Pastor, I want you to pray for me. That I won't be caught in between. That I will hold on to the hand of God. And that I'll wake up every day with a life full of conviction to live for God. To love God. To love people. To follow His Word. To not try to conform the Word to my lifestyle. But conform my lifestyle to His Word. If you're saying, that's me, Pastor. Pray for me. Because I'm stuck in the in-between. 
I'm struggling. I don't want to be here. This is not what I planned. This is not what I wanted. And I'm caught and I, I'm doing what I don't want to do and I'm not doing what I want to do and I'm, I've got this sin nature that I'm in a battle with. I'm caught in between. Would you pray for me? I want to pray for you. If that's you today. I just want you to lift your hand. If that's me. I'm caught in between. I don't want to go walk into 24. In this strength, I want to walk in a new strength. I don't want to walk into 24 with comfort and casualness. I want to walk into it with conviction, stepping into conversion. That's what I want to do. And that's, if that's you, I just want you to lift your hand and say, that's me, Pastor. Pray for me. Father, I thank you for every single person that's got their hands lifted, whether in this room or from the other side of the screen today. God, you know exactly where they are. And they're caught in the in-between. I pray today, Lord, that they would, they would see the real them that you've called them to be. Lord, that you would shine your light onto them. And even though it may not look pretty right now, and even though it may hurt a little bit, even though there would be some uncomfortable feelings and some emotions that may arise because, oh, wow, that hurts. Ah, that's the real me. Man, I've got some scars. I've got some wounds. I've got some things. Man, that's dirty right there. I need to clean that up. Even though that's what we may see, God, we can stand in conviction and we can hold your hand because you are the God of grace and you are the God of love and you are the God of righteousness and you are a just God. And we thank you, Lord, that you bring forgiveness and you bring salvation and you bring hope and you bring joy and you bring peace and you bring mercy and it follows me every day of my life. That goodness and mercy, grace and mercy follows me all the days of my life. So Lord, I want to step in. I pray for every single person that they'll step in to what you've called them to be. That they'll step into 24 they're not going to wait for midnight to ring. They're going to do it right now. We step by faith in the name of Jesus into the person you've called us to be. No longer are we going to stay stuck and caught in between these two worlds, but we're going to step into who you, the light of your life. We're going to step into your truth. We're going to step into your presence. We're going to step into a place of trusting you in a place maybe we've never stepped before. I pray for strength to rise. I pray for joy to be filled. I pray for confidence to well up. I pray for faith to be built. I pray for restoration in the name of Jesus. In Jesus' name we pray. Everyone said amen. I want to tell you something. I want to do one more thing. You know, Saturday... Not yesterday, but Saturday between the cross and the tomb. Jesus showed us that you can't stay in the grave. You can't stay caught in between. You have to step into the light. It also shows us that while we are caught in between, God is working. God is working. That your Saturday may be silent. Think about it. Just like those who watched Jesus give his life for them and who he, they watched him die on that cross. They watched him breathe his final breath, beaten beyond recognition. And Saturday came and it was silent. 
But then Sunday came and the resurrected King demonstrated the greatest victory and the greatest love for us. But most were caught in between what had happened on the cross and what Jesus said he was going to do. They were caught in between their doubts and their faith. And maybe that's where you are right now. You're caught in between your unbelief and your belief in Jesus. I know what God said, but it feels silent right now. Let me tell you, that silent Saturday, God was working. The Bible tells us that Jesus went down to death, hell, and the grave. He defeated it all. He got the keys back from the enemy, and he, he won the victory. That, that beautiful exchange was the ultimate sacrifice. He shed his blood for our forgiveness and our grace and our life. wants to tell you today that you can't stay caught into living in between living the life that you want on your own and also giving your life to him at the same time you can't stay caught in between he's the one who came to bring you life so step into it today's the day to step into it that you didn't come to church today just to feel good that's not why you come to church you didn't come today to do that no 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 the truth is you came to encounter the one who wants to turn your life around. The one who wants to make all things new. The one who has the power to restore and set free and to renew. The one who gave his life so you don't have to stay caught in between. The one who has offered you grace and forgiveness. The one who's offered you hope and salvation. Today is the day for those of you who no longer want to stay caught in between unbelief and belief every eye closed one final thing I want to do and that's those of you who maybe have never accepted Jesus maybe you're caught in between in this moment right now you've tried to live life on your own you've you've been in this struggle and today is the day for you to give your life to Jesus the one who has all power and might and authority in his hand the one who knit you together in your mother's womb who knows you who knows every hair on your head, who knows how to call you by name, who loves you, who came and gave his life for you so that way you could live a life to the full, that you wouldn't have to live with a life of shame and a life of guilt, but you can live a life of love and a life of joy and a life of purpose. Jesus gave his life. He shed his blood. He did what we could not, and that was fulfill the law. We are sinners. We are broken. We have a sin nature, that's what Paul is saying. We have a sin nature, but we have a redeemed nature that Jesus came to offer us. He came to redeem us, he came to buy you back. And he did with those nails in his hands and that nail, the nail in his feet and the blood that he shed and the stripes that he bore on his back, 39 of them. But it didn't end there. It didn't end there. Saturday was silent, but Sunday came. And that tomb was rolled away. And they came to prepare his body for burial because it was the Sabbath and they couldn't do it. And when they came, there was no one there. It was just his grave clothes, which goes to show us that what everybody tries to put on you, that old life that was trying to be wrapped around you, that Jesus left them in that grave. He left them in that tomb. And he walked out into this marvelous life. 
that way you can have life and life to the full. With every eye closed, every head bowed across this room, you say, that's me, Pastor. I need to accept Jesus Christ as Lord and Savior of my life. I've tried to live it on my own. I'm struggling in this life, and I want Jesus to make all things new. Let me tell you, friend, He is the only way. He is the truth. He is the light. The only way to get to heaven, the only way to get to the Father is through Jesus Christ. That is it. And the Bible tells us that we, we, if we will call upon the name of the Lord, it says, you shall be saved. That if I'll confess with my mouth and I believe in my heart that Jesus died on a cross and that he was raised from the dead, it says, I will be saved. And if that's you today, say, that's me. I want Jesus in my life. I want him to lead my life. I want him to be master. I want him to be Lord. If that's you, when I count down from three, I just want you to lift your hand. Ready? Three, two, one. Just lift them up. Lift them up. Say, that's me, Pastor. I want, I want Jesus to be renewed in my life. I see you. Thank you, Jesus. Just lift your hand high. Say, that's me. I see you. Thank you, Jesus. Lift them high. I need Jesus in my life. I see you down here on the, on the floor. I see you. Just lift them high. I want him to restore my life. I want him to be Lord and leader. I don't want to stay caught in between. Step into this next chapter. Trust God. If that's you. Three more seconds. Just lift your hand. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Right, you can put your hands down. I want us to pray this prayer out loud. This is a, a prayer of faith, a prayer of confession. Say, Dear Jesus, come into my life. Help me live a new life in you. Today I give you my life. Forgive me of my sin. Thank you for dying on a cross for me and three days later rising from the grave so that I could have life and life to the full. Today I give you my life. I thank you for your forgiveness and I receive your grace right now in Jesus' name. And everyone said a big amen. Come on, can we celebrate with everybody who accepted Jesus today?